When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Impact Theory Podcast, your source of empowering ideas and actionable techniques from the world's highest achievers. Join host Tom Bilyeu, serial entrepreneur and co-founder of the billion-dollar brand Quest Nutrition, on a journey to unlock your potential and realize your vision of success. Welcome to Impact Theory. What is up, everybody? Welcome to a very special edition of our AMA series. These are crushing. Thank you guys so much. So we're doing them. We're going to make it a thing. This is going to be a weekly shebang. So thank you guys for joining us. And we're now live on Facebook and YouTube, which is awesome. And the numbers, the last time we did our Facebook, wow, I'm having a stroke. It's a holiday Friday, bear with me. Uh, The last time we did YouTube Live, we did way better than we expected. So that was really, really exciting. So I'm honored to have you guys here. We're gonna dive right into the questions. What makes this AMA, I think, work is very rapid fire answers to the questions. Gonna try to get through as many as humanly possible. And if this is adding value to your life, please do share it. I don't know if you can share on YouTube. We floated that out there last time. Nobody has figured that out. So if anybody, hey, if you know how to do it, let us know. But certainly on Facebook, if you share this, that would be amazing. Uh, Growing the community is really what we're focused on. And if you don't know why, drop in a question and my boy Chase will pull it and I will answer that. But otherwise, I will assume that you understand exactly why we're trying to build this community. All right. Question number one comes from Santos Conde. A leader is somebody that is painting the vision and organization, everybody, and galvanizing them around the belief system and the path to execution. It doesn't feel like a question. That's a quote. That's what you said. Okay. Here we go. So um, with stuff like that, if it's going to be contextual, like let me know, context, colon, or something like that. Um, Okay. So here we go. This is the multi-stage question. I would like to know if you can go more in depth on this quote, what was your line of thoughts at the moment of writing? Okay, so uh, I think somebody was asking me to define what leadership is, and basically that is at a high level, one of the most important things that a leader is gonna do is really painting the vision for where you're going, why do you exist, what's the mission of the company, and exactly how are we gonna get there? And it's that galvanizing, idea. It's that very clear end goal. It's the intoxication of certainty. Those are the things that a leader needs to provide to the people on the team so that everybody's marching in the same direction. And I cannot tell you how rapidly people begin to fragment and go in weird directions if you're not freakishly clear on what the end goal of the company is. And even for you as the leader, if you don't understand exactly where you're trying to get to, if you don't have a psychotically clear goal, it's all going to begin to fragment because the clarity, the mission, those are the things that become the filter for your business. They become the filter for your actions. They become the filter for how you spend your time. So it has been said that 80% of business is knowing what not 
to do. So it's the things that you stay out of that become really, really important. So if that's true and you have to know what to say no to, then really understanding what your mission is, having that clarity, being able to get people pointed in that same direction, which is what I mean by galvanize them, like that becomes critical. And then the sort of softer thing that becomes very difficult to quantify, but is insanely important is do you get the emotional buy-in from your team in terms of what you're trying to accomplish? Now, I think we're living through one of the most fascinating times in entrepreneurship, in business, uh, in society, quite frankly, because the consumer now has the ability to really get to know the company, the people behind it, their mission, what they stand for, and what it means to support them with your dollars. So because of that, like companies are really having to go beyond just speaking through the product and really talking to what's the purpose, why are we here? And that is having clarity there is how you get the emotional buy-in of your team because now there's a purpose, there's meaning behind what you do. It isn't just making the money, it's really the product hopefully facilitates something, whether that's a change you're trying to see in the world, um, you know, whatever that thing is, really gives people the ability to understand very directly how what they do on a day-to-day -day basis to make the company stronger is bringing meaning and value. And because meaning and purpose are two of the five fundamental drivers that people have, like really giving them that through line to connect to that is absolutely critical of a leader. Uh, which I will differentiate from a manager. That would be a whole different question. I won't go into that. Okay, uh, a company vision should reflect a long-term goal. Is there more questions in here? No, all right, so. On to the next. Okay, this is from a DM. Is this from my account? Yeah, you emailed it to Ah, it was very clever. All right, which one of these is the actual question? The last one? All right, so here we go. As soon as we have it on screen, that's, uh, oh, there we go. Okay, I asked the question about if you're not entrepreneurial, how do you go about becoming a great number two? Um, Great number two to 50, so somewhere in there, and also selling to the unsellable, i.e. overcoming apathy. Perhaps I typed it in the wrong place. I asked during the 1 a.m. Q&A session. Okay, so the rest are just context. All right, so basically, how do you become a great number two through 50? Those are arbitrary numbers, but basically, if you're not gonna be an entrepreneur, if you're not gonna be the one where everything is sitting on your shoulders, how do you become a linchpin, which is um, an, a term introduced by Seth Godin in his amazing book, Linchpin, I highly recommend you read that. And this, by the way, just the law of numbers states that the vast majority of the world are not going to be the um, entrepreneur. They're not going to be the CEO. They're going to be somewhere else in the organization. So understanding that being the entrepreneur is not about what is better, it's simply a role. And if that role speaks to you, if you don't mind massive amounts of risk, if you like having all of the performance weight on your shoulders, it's actually a really, really fun place to be. And if autonomy is like your sole driver, like for me realizing that autonomy is one of like my absolute biggest drivers, then being in that position can be immensely, immensely rewarding. If you're gonna be in another role, it's still an amazing opportunity to really push your skill set, to find out how much you can do and contribute to an organization, to see how much of your potential you can turn into actuated potential and really crush it. But it comes down to, again, clarity of goals. So what is your role? What are the goals of your role? What are you trying to do in the company? And how can you become the best in the world at that? That concept to me is so important. Like, what do you wanna become the best in the world at? 
There is a job out there. There is a role out there for which if you invest and really put yourself into becoming truly the best in the world, and whether you ever accomplish that is, is quite frankly irrelevant, but if you're making sincere strides to become the best in the world at that position, you're going to be startled by one, how fun it is, because a fundamental building block to happiness is progress. So it's getting better at something. And then that whole concept of techni, where when a skill set that you have fought very hard to acquire has use for other people, that is fulfillment. So those things combined, making progress, getting better at something, and knowing that the thing that you're getting better at actually serves other people, that's the magic. Like that is the thing, that thing that you're hunting for in your life, that happiness that isn't so fleeting, that lasts longer, nothing lasts forever, but that has a deeper sense of meaning, well-being, and stays for a longer period of time. It is really the intersection of those two things. So figuring out what that role is, and then going about acquiring those skills and really looking at the company and saying, what are the problems that we're facing as a company and how in my role can I make those go away? And then I'll say just another thing, no matter who you're trying to be in the company, help other people shine. Help other people shine. Like if you're that person, if you're the person, no matter what your role is, no matter where you're at in the company, if you're helping other people be great at their job, they're gonna wanna help you. It creates an awesome environment where people feel good around each other, they can trust each other. Go back and watch the clip from Vanessa Van Edwards about frenemies, which I don't think she used that word. Anybody remember what word she used? She called it something. Ambivalent relationships, thank you. You can always count on Agent Smith. All right, ambivalent relationships, also known as frenemies, how uh, just deadly those are. So go back and watch that, that's super powerful. And when you're supporting each other, you minimize if not eliminate frenemies. All right. Is this new? Yeah. All right. Hey, Tom, I was listening to one of your Emma podcasts with my wife and we noticed that people really only ask you about Quest Nutrition and how you started it. But we think it's a more interesting question is how did you start the tech company without the personal skills that I know of with nothing to start and yet make it successful? We are itching to know. All right. Sadly, I haven't been reading who these are coming from. That would be great. We need to add that in the future. So... All right, C. Brill Run, which I am sure I'm messing that up. Uh, but that's a username, which makes it even harder. Okay, so the tech company, which by the way was Awareness Technologies. Let me take a tasty beverage here. Sure. Um, Awareness Technologies, I was hired as a copywriter. So that whole transition's very important to understand that all of my inadequacies at that point were being carried entirely by my partners. So. They understood business very, very well. They'd been at the game for a very long time. They brought me in as a copywriter and they said, look, don't think of yourself as a copywriter. Understand this is a startup. You can have any position in the company that you want. You just have to become the right person for the job. Meaning you've got to acquire those skills. You've got to get so good we can't ignore you. You've got to be better than anybody else that's competing to take on that responsibility. But if you can do that, then you can earn your way to that position. And I was so hungry to succeed that I was just on a relentless, I was on a war path to acquire skills, an absolute fucking war path. And that is how I encourage everyone to be in your life, no matter what it is that you're trying to do. If you're not on a war path, if you're not going so hard that other people in your life are looking at you like you're an absolute madman, you're just not going hard enough. You're not acquiring the skills fast enough. You're not putting enough energy into it to really get great, to surpass other people. So obviously, 
that doesn't, not everybody's going to want that life, but for people who are really trying to be, uh, playing a world stage and have success at the highest level, that that's just it period. There's no other path. Set the bar ridiculously high and surpass all expectations. That's it. So I was on a war path to do that, to get better. I was reading, I was studying, I was doing anything and everything that I could to get better. I was finding ways to add value. So uh, I didn't know enough about business, but I found that people would, there would be so many opportunities that people would start to forget about them. So I started keeping a list of all the opportunities and reminding people and saying, hey, what about this? Are we moving on that? Are we discarding it? And so I would come to, let's say, a conference call and I would have notes on the last time that we were talking and what um, we were trying to move forward so that I was sort of the context giver because I wasn't going to be able to, at that point in my career, I wasn't going to be able to say, Hey, based on experience, this is what I think we should do. I was total sponge mode, but I knew that I could bring value by taking notes, by knowing where things were, by pushing projects forward, by being the energy, by identifying the right answer. I mean, you hear all of this stuff in the way that I speak now. And this is really when I began to put all this together, but realizing that I wasn't always going to be right, but I could identify the right answer. And I could say, okay, I can see that that's really going to be useful. So, and then put my energy behind that. So being the energy, being the context, understanding what needs to be moved forward. Those are, are really the tools that I use to begin to climb my way up. And then being on a warpath to acquire new skills. So doing that for a very, very long time, uh, it was about eight and a half years before we finally sold the tech company. So doing that for about eight and a half years, getting better every day, taking on more responsibility. And that's another thing, by the way, taking on responsibilities that had nothing to do with being a copywriter, nothing to do with being a copywriter, but I could see that the company had problems, struggles, things that needed to be addressed. And I was just trying to take on as much as humanly possible so that I would become the person that people would turn to. So, and then in all of this, I'm, I am so after I made the realization about what you build your self-esteem around matters, which is an answer for another time, I began to actually get better and better every day, always willing to look at where I was bad and inadequate and improve upon that skill set. And so just over time, um, I was able to get good. So, all right, next question from Kartikeya Rawat. How do you, how to deal with negative people that always find negative things in your ideas and are suspicious of anything new, just want to live and die like everyone before them. Uh, okay. So first and foremost, you have to have a belief system that's going to inoculate you from this stuff. So one of the pieces of my belief system, I I only do and believe that which moves me towards my goals. So when people attack me, I one, separate the message from the messenger. So if the messenger is a dickhead, but the message is actually usable, then I'm just going to take that regardless of whether it hits me emotionally and becomes an emotionally difficult moment. I'm going to set that aside. Also using that same thing of do and believe that which moves you towards your goals. If feeling that emotional sting serves me, then I'm going to feel it, but I'm only going to feel it for as long as it serves me. So if it's pushing me, it's driving me to go get a better skill set, to listen to that piece of information and say, okay, this really stings and it really hurts to hear this, but it's now pointed out a flaw in my game. Now that I've identified it, I can go acquire that skill. And because I built my self-esteem around identifying the right answer, not worrying about being right, always willing to admit when I'm wrong, not priding myself on being smart but instead priding myself on being the learner, it, that sting becomes very short-lived and I only allow myself to feel it for as long as it's useful. And then I can just discard it, right? So, and I can discard it because what they're probably trying to do by, well, Jesus, that actually gets complicated. So I, I, 
it's entirely possible they're actually trying to protect you and that they're doing it out of love, which is ironically where most of the negative feedback in your life is going to come from. But if they're actively trying to tear me down, understanding that that's just a losing long-term strategy, doing and believing that was moves you towards your goals. So it's like whether they're trying to hurt me or not is irrelevant. I'm going to separate the message from the messenger. I'm going to take what's useful. I'm going to feel this thing only as long as it's usable, and then I'm going to move forward. So I have nothing but empathy and compassion for people that go on the attack, for people that want to hurt and damage other people. It comes from a place of weakness. It comes from a place of insecurity. Um, don't fool yourself. They actually do feel better when they say it. So if you're soothing yourself by saying that, oh, you know, like, Yes, it does come from insecurity, but it actually does make them feel better. I find it very interesting to delineate between that so that I never try to pacify myself with bullshit. And when people are beating you down, it actually does make them feel better. So you're going to have to find other ways. It does come from insecurity and knowing that insecurity is a losing long-term strategy that has helped me um, through some of that to, to set it off to the side and not pay attention. But really take in the information, no matter who it comes from, decide whether it's usable or not. If it is, act on it. If it's not, discard it. All right. This comes from YouTube. Question from Einarzwe. Einarsw, Einarsw, something like that. All right, here we go. What kind of system do you use for calendar? I'm struggling to find a system for me that works. Do you use physical apps or combine the two? This is where I just have to be honest. I'm atrocious at my calendar. I'm embarrassingly bad at managing my calendar. So I have a human being that their job is to manage my calendar. That's probably a terrible answer for everyone out there. So unfortunately, I'm just not the right person to answer that question. All right, YouTube question from crazy YouTuber. With all your knowledge, what is the best time for fitness, morning or depending for everyone? It probably does depend for everyone, but I will say, for most people, if I had to guess, doing it first thing in the morning is always going to be ideal because you're going to make sure that you do it. And prioritizing fitness and getting the cognitive optimization, which should, should serve you through the day. And John Rady's book, Spark, he talks about how there is a time effect of working out. So whatever you do immediately following working out, you're going to get the most benefit from. So for me, the morning is the most important part of the day. So I work out immediately, partly because I will skip it if given any reason whatsoever, because I absolutely hate it. And then the other is that my morning routine carries all the like fundamental building blocks of making sure that the business is pointed in the right direction. All of my high level thinking is done in the morning. So knowing that I need to be really on point for that, working out in the morning also serves that because it leads right into that really, really important time. All right, YouTube question from Robert Ballantyne. How do you write an effective speech? This is interesting. No one's ever asked me this before. Um, I have just joined Toastmasters and would love to write and execute on my first talk to improve my communication skills and help in escaping the matrix. This is fun for me. Okay, so here's what I would do. First and foremost, you need to rush to getting to the point where you trust your instincts. Now, instincts are built, they're developed, they are not something that you're born with. So a lot of this is gonna be whatever it is that you're speaking on, you need to make sure you really fucking understand it so that you've gone deep, 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 and in that process of gaining mastery, you're going to develop your instincts. Now, in there somewhere, you will get to the point where you understand it so well that your real personality is gonna begin to shine. That's where things get fucking interesting. So. 
finding your natural style, finding a way to really be that quirky, weird version of yourself, like that's when I feel like my speaking really began to take flight is my personality is such that I can go from deadly serious to tongue-in-cheek and funny in like a heartbeat. That's really me. And so I can go on a rant and I can get fucking deep and then I can click over into like the wink and the nod. And at first I, I was embarrassed to do either extreme. I was embarrassed to be funny because I felt like, oh, well, people really want me to stick to the material. And I was embarrassed to go like really fucking hard and passionate because it's like people are going to think that I'm crazy. But once you realize that that is your superpower and that really being you is going to allow you to give a speech that, that nobody else is going to be able to give. But knowing the material is where I start. Now, because I know my material so fucking well, I don't memorize speeches. So I'll walk into a speech usually with three things that I know that I want to cover. If I'm doing slides, and that's really easy, and if you ever see me do a speech with slides like it actually feels a bit like cheating uh, because I don't have to hold so many things in my head. But I usually go into a speech with three sort of top line things that I want to do. I never memorize like certain lines or anything. So if I give the, the same speech um, 20 times, it'll be different all 20 times because I'm, I'm going off the cuff just with that general thing. But that really is about knowing thy topic. So research the life out of it, practice, practice, practice. You're going to get like, there will be phrases and things that you begin to say when you start really forcing yourself to do the speech in a non-memorized way. So do that practice, do it over and over and over. If there are multiple Toastmasters in your city, do, do them all. Like if there are five and they meet on different nights, or even if they meet on the same night, but you can split, do one, like be the first speaker at one and the last speaker at the other, get out there and speak as much as humanly fucking possible. Like I just cannot emphasize that enough. The more you do stuff, the better you will get. And the thing that will separate you from everyone else, other people are going to speak once a week or three times a week and feel like they're crushing it. When you can start speaking three times a day, seven days a week, you'll maul everybody. All right. This is from Agent Smith, I think, just as Jared. It's only Jared I know. Not you? Different Jared? All right. So from a different Jared, uh, we have a lot of people in the feed, talk about the belief system, go to the website, learn tab, sign up and download the 25 bullet points. How is that not from our Jared? I was going to say, this is all a lie. Like, are you, are you just trying to like make it seem like someone's in the feed saying that shit? So how come when I said, is it you, you shook your head no? All right, so, all right, here we go. Go get the belief system. Go to the website. Uh, we have it. It is our, um, it's the thing that you get when you sign up for the newsletter. We had it all designed out nice and wonderfully. So go check it out, sign up. Get them, uh, get them 25 bullet points. And if you guys don't know, by the way, the belief system is what I had to go through at the, um, I guess just on my journey to becoming an entrepreneur to change my mindset to escape the matrix. So check it out. All right, YouTube question from Antoine Faux Show. Nice. Can we take a second to respect that name? Uh, how do you approach a business concept if you lack the skill to create said concept? For example, you want to create an app but lack the ability to script it other than learning it. Uh, well, partners is going to be the easiest way. So there's two ways to handle the need for a skill set in a company. One is to learn it yourself and two is to partner with somebody or hire somebody uh, that has that. Usually most startups don't have the financing to 
um, just throw money at the problem. So you're going to have to partner with somebody. You're going to be giving up equity in the company in order to get their attention, to get them into the company, to bring that skill set to bear. Um, so that is the simplest way. All right, next. YouTube question again, this is from Daryl Dickens. How do you explain escaping the matrix to someone who has not seen the movie? Uh, like this, escaping the matrix is a metaphor for a limiting belief system. So beliefs that you hold in your own mind about what's possible, about what you're capable of, that is the matrix. So the, the movie, the matrix is, is a story about belief and the main character is able to do things only once he believes that he can. So that's really what it's all about. It's what makes it the perfect metaphor for life. Humans lead with belief. You're only able to do the things that you believe you can do because once you believe that you can do it, and by the way, it's not that you can already execute against it. Like as a nine-year-old, you're not gonna believe that you can play in the NFL. You're gonna believe that you can get to the point where you can play in the NFL. So it's that belief that the work, the effort is going to yield the result that you want. And that will put you on the path to learning and getting better. So that's how I explain it. All right, YouTube question from Game Dev Underground. Hey Tom, I'm curious if you've ever interviewed someone that has their life together but doesn't make a ton of money. Uh, I notice you tend to interview people that make a lot of money. That's interesting. I think if you went back, you'd realize that the vast majority of people, literally the vast majority, I'm gonna say it's less than 75% of the people I've interviewed make a ton of money. Um, so the money is easy and it certainly gives you a hook into explaining um, you, not explaining, but you have a, a barometer for the success. So you can say, hey, this person sold their company for $50 million or whatever, and it's instant credibility. Maybe it shouldn't be, but it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, literally the people that I can think off the top of my head, we have a ton of people that I'm sure make a decent living for Schwazy, um, but their primary driver just isn't that. They're not interested in selling their company or they're an author um, and they're, yeah, just crushing it ideologically, but not necessarily making a lot of money. So yes, many, many. Um, all right, Ben Widener, what's the Snapple cap say though? All right, let's check. Today's Snapple cap is human eyes have over 2 million working parts. That doesn't seem possible. But there you have it. Snapple caps never lie. Hashtag. All right. Daniel Bro, our boy Dan Bro Fitness. What's up, dude? Uh, what ways have you changed your diet and lifestyle to improve your microbiome? Thank you for that question. I'm obsessed with the microbiome. I try not to bring it up in every answer, which you'd be surprised how often I can do. Um, so my big thing has been, I'll give you, well, so one, if we were talking about what we're doing with Lisa, that's way more complicated. So I'll give you my answer, which is a lot more simplistic. Um, I'm reducing the amount of artificial sweeteners. I am increasing the number of vegetables that I eat. And I'm not washing them, which I have, I'm somewhat conflicted about because I'm not sure I, I need to get really serious about finding out where they're grown and like what pesticides might be on them because uh, I may be causing myself a problem there. Uh, but I'm trying to get dirt in my life, literally dirt. Um, so, and I also don't wash my hands as much. Maybe that sounds bad, but I used to, I used to wash my hands so much that they would begin to get chapped and crack and bleed just to give you an idea how spastic I was. Um, but reading about the way that we actually get microbes into our system, I'm trying to get it as close to like just natural as humanly possible. Meaning back in the day when nothing was processed, you didn't have soap, um, you got dirty hands, you picked up food, you ate it, you pulled a carrot out of the ground, you brushed it off and you ate it. And inevitably you were getting a lot of the dirt and in the soils where a lot of the microbes live. Uh, so I'm literally trying to get dirt into my life. 
So my changes have been relatively simple because I don't struggle with symptoms from uh, what they call dysbiosis, which is a messed up microbiome. Doesn't mean I don't have one. It just means I don't have a lot of symptoms from it. Whereas Lisa, it's much more complicated. And because I don't feel like we've solved that problem, I could tell you what we're experimenting with, but nothing that I can really stand behind other than enzymes. Enzymes have been a big win for her. So taking what's called a pancreatine enzyme, which helps break down fats, carbohydrates, and protein for a long time we had her on one that just broke down protein um and i read in one of the books on the microbiome i think the disease delusion but don't hold me to that um, about that so we tried it and that that's had a real big impact all right youtube question from gary maggio please advice for 55 year old who needs to make a change from cubicle to more fulfilling career and make good money so first of all i love the age range that we have in this community is absolutely unbelievable. And how many people are in a traditional age group where advertisers don't even reach out to you because they think that you're so set in your ways, you're never going to make any change. I think it's absolutely unbelievable how many people realize how much time they really have left to do something amazing. Um, so for anybody, 55 or otherwise, the key is to understand what are your interests. So you're gonna look inside, you're gonna see small flickers of interest. Okay, now that we have an interest, engage in that interest and get it to the point where you know whether you're truly fascinated in it. Then you're gonna build that into a passion by truly gaining mastery. Now, when you're doing that down a path that you can monetize, that's where things really, really get interesting. Also, if you're going to work at somebody else's company, you need to find out what's the mission of the company, what do they stand for, what are they trying to bring to the world so that you can see how your actions relate to something that hopefully you care about. And understanding that, especially if you're looking for a job while you still have a job, you can be patient enough to find something that really is a good fit. And that's selection is like the vast majority of the battle. I'll say that 80% of getting this right is finding a company that suits you, that feels right, where the people and the culture feel good, where the mission of the company aligns with something that you believe in so that as you're working your ass off to help bring these products to market, that it's something that actually makes you feel really good about yourself, that there's a tangible result that you can look into the world and see the reflection back of all your efforts that you wanna see, whatever that is, right? There's nothing universal about that. But that's how it's gonna work. So it's gonna be, the fundamental building blocks of happiness, progress, techni. So progress, you're getting better at something. Techni, hey, you've got this skill set that's actually serving other people. Like that will be very, very meaningful. And then if it's in a universe of things that you care about, so whether that's, hey, if it's video games, awesome. There's a universe of video games. You don't have to be a professional player or found a video game company or even be a coder, but you can be an amazing accountant in that world. And so the people that you're interfacing with are people that are designing games or doing something that you find really, really interesting. So that concept of universe of is, is really, really important, but um, it's really aligning things with your interests, which become fascinations, which become passions, like being in that world. That's, that's really the key. You guys know I have a very strict diet that I stick to, except for very special occasions, and I do that so that I can bring my best every day to what I'm doing, and a big part of that strict diet is high-quality animal protein and my go-to source of trustworthy meats and seafoods with no added hormones or antibiotics ever is ButcherBox. ButcherBox is a premium meat subscription service that delivers 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, 
pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood all directly to your door. I cannot recommend ButcherBox enough. When you eat ButcherBox, you are giving your body the best possible building blocks to work with so you can reach your full potential. You've got to take care of yourself at a cellular level if you want to hit your peak consistently. So ButcherBox is the key. Sign up at butcherbox.com impact and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional $20 off, and that means you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com impact and use code impact to choose your free-for-a-year offer plus get $20 off your first order. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You will never be able to reach your full potential if you are riddled with stress and have a lot weighing on your mind. I can tell you from my own experiences with stress and negative thought loops, you have to find a way to work through whatever it is that's weighing on you if you're gonna have any hope of achieving your goals. Therapy can be an option for working through things and for an online therapy option that is super convenient and flexible, be sure to check out BetterHelp. With BetterHelp, everything is 100% online and getting started is quick and easy. A brief questionnaire matches you with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no extra charge. Get things off your chest, process through things with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash impact theory today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash impact theory. In today's highly unpredictable and rapidly changing world, the smartest move you can make from a financial standpoint is to actually understand how money works and how markets move. Because if you want to have any chance of investing your money wisely and growing your financial portfolio, you have to make a profit. And the only way that you're going to do that is either by setting and forgetting or actually understanding what's going on at a macro level. So whether you're a seasoned investor or someone looking for extra guidance, today's sponsor, Yahoo Finance, has got you covered with all the tools, data, and news that you need in one place to grow your knowledge base around what is happening in the world of finance and to make sure that you have the right goals and you're executing well. Yahoo Finance makes it easy to consolidate your accounts so you can effectively and efficiently manage your entire portfolio. Personally, I love how straightforward their platform is to use. It is very simple to get the information that I need. And Impact Theory's own chief financial officer is exactly the same, spending time helping me frame exactly what is going on from a global perspective so that I'm making the smartest decisions that I can. I definitely recommend that you check out Yahoo Finance for comprehensive financial news and analysis. Visit the incredible brand that so many great investors use at yahoofinance.com. It's the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Once again, guys, head there now, yahoofinance.com. All right, Facebook, Nancy Voigt, how do I find a company that actually cares about their employees? I find that most corporations and companies just value the mighty dollar over the well-being of their employees. Okay, um, so there's two things that I want to address in this. One, be very, very, very careful about becoming cynical. So I get it. There are a lot of companies out there that suck and they just either truly don't care or 
they care, but they don't know how to build it into the culture, which by the way is harder than you think. So you need to go into this with the attitude. Remember, Einstein said the most important decision anybody will ever make is whether they live in a friendly or a hostile universe. It's a decision. So the most important decision in this case that you're gonna make is whether there are a lot of companies out in the world that care about their employees and really want beautiful things for them or whether they don't exist. If you believe that they do, I'm telling you, all of a sudden, you're just going to start to see them. You're going to hear those comments. Your reticular activating system will begin paying attention to those things. If you believe, however, that they're all terrible and abusing their employees, you're just going to see that. They, yeah, it's very weird. It's a fundamental thing about the human condition. You will see what you look for. So if you believe they're a good company, you're going to find them. So start with that. Believe that they are out there. And they are, by the way. And if I had to do this, I would start somewhat with social media, with companies that are in the universe of things that I care about. So I'm gonna find those, and not just the executives, not the ones that are just pushing and promoting their own company, but who's using the hashtags or at mentions that are employees. You can check out Glassdoor, but honestly, like you're gonna get some mixed results with that because usually people are posting because they're disgruntled. It is very hard, speaking from experience, to make everybody happy. So. That can be a little bit dicey. Word of mouth is massive, but finding a company that's really in alignment with something you care about in your own life and then engaging with them and really trying to dig deep and find people that work for them and see what the culture is like, go in. And if they're looking for anybody uh, that fits your description as an employee, getting interviews, going in, meeting people, asking, like talk to the receptionist, ask them, like, what do they think? What do they feel? Get a vibe. Laughter is a metric. So in an interview, just listen. Is it quiet? Are people laughing? Um, what does that look like? That, that to me makes a big difference. So yeah, there you go. All right, YouTube from Ghassan Salah. What beliefs were holding you back when you started your journey? For me, in no uncertain terms, the thing that held me back the most, I believed my talents and intelligence were fixed traits and there was nothing I could do about them. And my life was meant to be seeing how well I could position myself to let my natural innate talents shine. So that is a devastating mindset. It's called the fixed mindset. Read Carol Dweck's book, Mindset, which talks about the difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. Once you believe, A, everything is my fault and I can change anything about myself at any time so I can get better at something that I'm not good at. Um, if I'm somebody who's easily frustrated, I can learn to not be easily frustrated. If um, I'm self-obsessed, I can learn to think about others. Like whatever it is, no matter how esoteric and soft the skill, you can develop it. Um, so yeah, that, that was a huge game changer. And then the other one that I'm on a personal mission to bring to the world, what you build your self-esteem around matters. All right, YouTube, RSTV. What are the top three books you would recommend for millennials? I recommend the same books for everybody. Go to impacttheory.com. Tom's reading list, the 25 books in order that I think everybody should read if you want to build a mindset that is going to set you free. And now this man who is just off camera has also created the Knowledge Trail, which is all the books that I'm reading. Not all of them, by the way, apply to mindset, but check it out. All right, Facebook, Jennifer Mason. How do you handle being the best you can be in a world of meh? Uh, so this goes back to that don't let yourself become cynical answer that I was just giving to somebody else. Really is important. Regardless of what other people think, if you are focused on gratitude, if you're focused on things that make you smile, that 
leave you in awe. Like you want to be tripped out, type in uh, people of awe or, oh God, what is it? Yeah, it's something like, if you type in people people and awe, people of awe, whatever it is, um, into YouTube, you're going to get this video series. They do it every year. And it's like humans doing the most unbelievably cool stuff ever. It, it's, it's freakish. Um, type in good Samaritan. I mean, there's, there's so many phrases. You will get whatever you look for. So if you type in words about somebody doing something cool, amazing, kind, sweet, generous, like you will just get page after page after page of this stuff. So one thing that here at Impact Theory, I'd like to see us pull off. I don't feel like I've totally cracked the nut, which is why I'm not overly committing, but I'd really, really like to see us do positive news. Now, the reason that news companies don't do that is because it doesn't sell, because it doesn't trigger the amygdala, and people pay a lot more attention to things that freak them out, scare them, and there's a biological, evolutionary reason for that. But I think that there is a lot of space. I think there's a growing movement of people that are doing positive things. So if you look for it, I assure you, you're going to find it, and you will find things that leave you in straight-up awe. Awe. This world is full of just amazing shit. All right. Facebook, Jay Walker, how do you suggest women striving per, for positions of power go about it? I'm a film commercial director living in the Czech Republic, and it seems like every step I take leads me to a, a man happy to take advantage of the fact that I'm young and hungry. Aside from being upfront about ethical limitations, do you have any advice for women attempting to achieve in this day and age? Okay, so... A, it's important for me to recognize my limited ability to answer this question because I have not lived through it, so I've never had to struggle with that. So I can only imagine that there is a universe of problems that I am blissfully ignorant to just because I I haven't had to deal with it. Having said that, none of that fucking matters. And even if the world is wildly misogynistic, the only question is, despite the misogyny, how do you climb up? And the answer to that is universally the same get so fucking good, you can't be ignored. So look at hidden figures. The women were so good at math, it didn't matter, A, that they were female, and it really didn't matter that they were African-American. So, because they were the ones that could do the math. So when you put yourself in a position where you're just better than everybody, while you may be tempted to give into the frustration of how fucking obnoxious it is that you have to work twice as hard as everybody else, it doesn't matter. It is what it is. And so, If you have to work twice as hard, work twice as hard. If you have to get twice as good, get twice as good. But that is the path, right? There are two paths. Deal with the world the way that it is. Deal with the world the way that you wish it were. I promise one of these paths, the one where you deal with the world the way that it actually is, leads to success. Dealing with the world the way that you wish it were leads to only frustration. So accepting it, pushing, getting that good is always going to be the solution. And here's the really hard news. If you're not getting where you want, it's because you're not good enough. And it may be that you're not good enough at that skill set, that craft. And it may be that you're not good enough at navigating those interpersonal relationships of how to keep that from being a problem in your life, being a woman. Like you just have to own that. You have to make that your responsibility. There's just no way around it. All right. YouTube, Scruffy77, tips on focus. I have a very hard time focusing on one skill set. Very bad ADD brain. All right, step one. Nope, go back. Step one, uh, be very... 
There you go. Step one, it's very bad to uh, reinforce in yourself that you have an ADD brain. When I say things out loud um, about me that are negative, usually I follow them up mentally silently with a repetition three times of how I'm not going to let that hold me back or that it's, you know, something that I can overcome. Two, you're going to address this in identity. So I'm the type of person that despite having ADD or whatever, I force myself to come back to focus. So practice it. When you find yourself drifting, bring yourself back, back, back. Because I promise a certain amount of the times, your lack of focus comes down to what you're doing is boring. It's not fully capturing your attention. And you can use willpower to combat that. So forcing yourself to come back and then mentally reward yourself whenever you get back on track and you're doing the thing that you're supposed to be focusing on so that it feels better and better to bring yourself back to that task over and over and over even when it's really boring. Also, having a compelling future and knowing why you're doing that thing, acquiring that skill, pushing that hard, whatever that is, What's that adding up to? Like, why are you doing all of this? So once you know that, then you can focus on the excitement. For instance, on the days that I really don't want to go to the gym, I focus on results. So normally I don't. Normally it's about the process and all that. But sometimes you just need to think about how dope the six-pack abs are going to be, how amazing it is that you're going to live forever. Like whatever that thing is that is the result that you're trying to get out of it, that's real and honest, not the one that is politically correct. Like I'll just tell you, being shredded is fucking rad and you feel amazing about yourself and you think you're a stud at every second. You wanna walk by mirrors at all times, like lifting your shirt up and looking at your abs. It's fucking rad. So if that is truly emotionally motivating for you, own it. I find that most people, this actually isn't true for me, I'm obsessed with longevity, living forever. Most people are not. So asking somebody to do something for a slightly better blood test or to um, live longer, you're not going to get much. But most people get pretty stoked when their ass looks better. So be honest with yourself about what's motivating you. Let that be an awesome motivator. Be stoked about it. Focus on that. That'll help you get back on task. All right. Uh, Facebook, Alice, but spelled it intriguingly, Elise maybe, Elise Connors. I am new to the community and the growth mindset. Welcome. I would like to introduce this thinking to my 11 and nine year old. What do you think is the best way to explain it and show them? So the best way always and forever to lead is to lead by example. So you want them to see you admitting when you're wrong. You want them to see you fail and that you recognize how you failed, that you don't lose any optimism, you don't beat yourself up, you're excited to recognize that you were wrong, and when they see that, like that's gonna be infectious. When you're like, whoa, oh my God, I totally failed, I can't believe it, but this is what I'm gonna try next time, or, and I'm gonna work, I'm gonna push myself to get better, they'll see that. And then also, and this is straight out of mindset from Carol Dweck, you wanna reward the process not the intelligence. So don't say, oh my gosh, you guys are so smart. You're so talented, like amazing. That drawing is so great. Or getting an A on that math test, you're, you're so clever. Don't do that. Instead say, whoa, to get that grade, you must have worked really hard. Can only imagine how much you had to study. Man, that drawing, that's really incredible. You've come a long way. Like all that effort that you're putting into, it's really paying off. So really making sure that you frame it in a way that's useful to them and then the most important part is them seeing that that's real for you. All right, YouTube, Cam R, what's the hardest part of initially bringing an idea into action and starting that business you've been putting off starting? All right, 
Watch that clip where I told people, if you want to help starving children in Africa, to book your ticket for this weekend to get to Africa. Like, acting. You have to act. Like, that is the most important thing. If you've been putting off starting a company, fucking start it right now today and... Don't just give it a name and like go uh, try to register your company. Fuck all that. Don't worry about that. Go out, make a product and start selling it. That matters. Everything else is total bullshit. So don't talk, go do. That, that there's, there is no substitute. Everybody lean in real close, real close. What you wanna do is take action. That's it. Like that, there's no fucking secret. Just take action. Yes, it's gonna be embarrassing. You're gonna do something fucking stupid. People are going to laugh at you. That is all true. You're going to lose some money. That's all true too. It doesn't matter. The lessons that you will learn will be so fucking powerful. Like if you wanna get great at basketball, don't sit and watch the NBA all day. Go grab a ball, right? Like kids, is that not obvious? Go grab a ball, start playing. If you wanna start a company, start the fucking company. Like you can... You can start today. This is one of those things that it is, it is amazing. It will set you free. Once you realize all you need to do is take a sincere step every day towards actually doing it. It's gonna scare you. Yes, you're gonna be convinced you're gonna fail. Yes, and by the way, you may actually fail, but you'll learn from that. So whatever the first one is, don't worry about that. Think about company 10. How do I get to company 10? How do I get to product 10? Okay, I've gotta burn through the nine failures. Fantastic but they're all playing in to that 10th one. But it's all about action. The people that act every day are the ones that are pulling ahead. All right, Facebook, pretty a batia. How does one clear up miscommunication and show the real picture? Okay, so first, you've gotta be clear on what the real picture is. And one thing I have found incredibly useful in my life, when I'm processing out loud, I tell people, I'm processing out loud. We were just doing this last night. There was a bunch of us sitting around the table till super fucking late, by my standards. And I was just like, guys, I'm processing out loud and thank you for being a part of this and I really appreciate it. And so there was no misunderstanding that like, I I don't know where I'm going with this. I just wanna verbalize. And then when I know, you just fucking get right to it, give the answer, clarity, clarity, clarity. There is massive intoxication to clarity. When you can give something succinctly, you know exactly what you're talking about. So differentiating between the two is super critical. And when you have the clarity, walk through things step by step, brick by brick. Don't take anything for granted, which is something that I fall prey to sometimes. So you wanna make sure that you're laying those bricks piece at a time. So you need piece information A so that you can understand B, so that you can understand C and just walk people through it. All right, YouTube, Dark Knight, hello, Tom. Hello, right back. Great username, by the way. I'm not even sure how you got that. Um, Is there anything that you can share about dealing with stammering? I'm a stutterer myself and dealing with the same problem that every stutterer does. Can it be treated permanently? So A, I'm not a stutterer, so I'm gonna tell you what I've learned from other stutterers, but know that this is the tip to, I'm sure, a very big iceberg. But I'm excited about this because I met somebody who, um, they were amazing, very eloquent. And they said that they were a massive stutterer when they were a kid. And they said the key is, much like anxiety, you, so you get going in the wrong direction, right? You get in this downward spiral where you are worried that you're gonna stutter, which makes you stutter more, which creates this downward spiral effect. So how do you get that going in the other direction? Um, I'm gonna give you, so one, that's your task, right? So we have to get now in a virtuous cycle. So what's gonna be the thing that allows me to get there? His example was when he would get stuck on a word, he would use another word. So for him, it was about having a diverse vocabulary that led him whenever he encountered a word, he had another one ready to go that um, he could just get out without stuttering. So that 
interesting. Now, going into some of the psychological, or uh, sorry, the, um, God, I don't even know what word to use for this. I want to say neuroanatomical, but it's actually not that, uh, but the, the mechanistic ways to go about it. There are devices that you can get that create a delay, which is, I don't understand why this works, but in creating a delay, it helps some people get rid of their stutter. Um, so I would be looking into that. I would be typing into YouTube, um, getting over a stutter. I would be researching it online. This almost certainly there is um, a device or something that is going to allow you to address this. So I'd go deep, research, research, research. All right, YouTube, Nick Solo. I don't know if I should continue chasing my dreams and find new friends or try to make a compromise with my old friends. Say what? If your friends are holding you back, like they got to go, they got to G-O, um, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Go back, I've gotta read that again. Like this question is either the most terrifying question of all time. I don't know if I should continue with chasing my dreams or find, and find new friends or try to make a compromise. I'm admittedly reading into this, but here's what I hear. Your friends are somehow heckling you, stopping you, slowing you down from making your dreams come true. Fuck that. Like, you've got to be joking. They're not a friend if they're holding you back. Wish them well. Meet them with compassion, empathy, understanding, all of that. Like, it is very heartbreaking and sad that they're trapped in a place where they aren't following their dreams, that they're trying to hold you back. But you've got to be fucking joking. I wouldn't let my own mother hold me back from my dreams. So... Under no circumstance, what compromise would you make? Like that you'll only strive to be so much, that's in fucking sanity. Thank you for sharing. I'm so grateful because you've been very vulnerable, but Jesus, dear Lord, you've, yeah. Next. All right, Facebook, Jacob Johnson. Tom, what are your thoughts on the fine line between being apologetic for something that transpired in the past to weakness? That transpired in the past due to weakness, I think. Um, where does being apologetic turn to being weak and conceding? Ooh, I don't think it ever becomes weakness. I think weakness is its own beast. If you fucked up, own it, own it completely and totally and without reservation. Not like, I'm sorry I made you feel that way. <laughs> it, I fucked up. I totally messed up. It is absolutely my bad. Nobody owns that but me. This is entirely on me and I have to make radical changes in order to be better. Let me walk you through exactly what I'm gonna do to make sure that I never let you down in this way again, right? I don't know what the exact case is, but that's not weakness. Like if, if you screwed up, I so aggressively take ownership for the things that I do that half the time, I think people think I'm a little nuts because I'm apologizing for things that they don't think need to be apologized for because I'm apologizing because I broke my own code. So have a code that you live by and when you fail that, dude, fucking own it. Um, you will be shocked at actually how powerful that makes you seem to the other person because it's like, whoa, this person does not try to pass the buck. They don't uh, push blame on anybody else. Like they own it. And also doing that because it shouldn't just be words. Like you should really be owning it you will grow more powerful by the day. There's absolutely nothing weakness in that. All right, uh, Facebook, Jumani Sablan Cabrera. I don't think we've ever seen your middle name before, Jumani, but welcome. How do you push yourself to doing something that scares you? I live my entire life just to this side of panic. Uh, so for me, do and believe that which moves you towards your goals. That's it. So I don't trust fear. I don't believe in fear. I get it. I know what it is. It's my subconscious communicating to my conscious mind. Fair enough. 
but that doesn't mean that I have to give into it. So courage is about acting in the face of fear, not the absence of fear. So because I want to be courageous in my life, I'm always forcing myself to do things. So what I do is say, what is my goal? And then I build in mechanisms that I can't back away from. I'll commit to a speech that I know, like it would be more embarrassing to back out of than go through with. So putting myself constantly in positions, like I'll, I'll total confession time. We're building a set that we're gonna spend a lot of money on uh, to do a new show. I have no idea what the fucking show is gonna be, but I better figure it out because that set is getting built. The money is getting spent. And so doing that forces me to not be paralyzed by fear. I've gotta overcome that. Also, and this is big for me, I wanna free people from the matrix. Whenever I think about making money, then like, uh, uh, I get fearful because it's like, well, do I really wanna risk money to make more money? Like, uh. But when I think about actually helping somebody and pulling them out of the matrix and them then living a better life than they would have for not encountering these ideas, that gets really easy. To, for me to be of service to other people kills my fear. So that's a big one. Like when I actually think this is gonna help somebody, it gets very easy to push and push and push. All right, YouTube, Tyler Wall. Tom, longtime fan, thank you. First time caller, very funny. Uh, what three things would you tell your hypothetical kids about life in order for them to succeed? All right, one, they have to understand the difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. So you can do anything you set your mind to without limitation. Two, you're gonna have to work your ass off to get there. Like literally break yourself in half. You have to work long, hard, and smart to go all out for decades and decades and decades as if it was all gonna happen overnight. Like that's how hard you have to be going all day, every day for a very long time. Um, make sure that you develop your passions. That's three, so technically I'm off the hook, but I'm gonna give you a fourth. What you build your self-esteem around matters. Those would be my top four. All right, YouTube, QCN. How do you know which philosophy is right for you? That is insanely broad. Um, like, are we talk, uh, if we're talking about like philosophers, I can't even begin to answer that. If we're talking about like what's the code, the belief system, that kind of thing, I actually think it's pretty universal. There, there just are certain beliefs based on the human animal. There's certain things you need to believe and do in order to maximize your ability to express your potential. So if you're looking for what those are, what I believe to be the universal belief system, go to impacttheory.com and download our belief system, 25 point belief system, uh, which you can get to by signing up. I believe it's in the right-hand rail. Uh, wow, do people even use that term anymore? The right-hand rail, that is a flashback to my days as a full-time web marketer. Um, all right, YouTube, Kenroy Davis, what advice would you give young college graduate who wants to become an entrepreneur? Is it feasible and how likely are they to succeed? Oh, this is really interesting. Um, so is it feasible? Of course, new companies are started every day. How likely are they to succeed? You have to put that question out of your mind. So don't even be thinking about that. Believe in what you're trying to build and know that either, in fact, here's a quote. The, the actual quote is, don't try to change the world unless you seek it like a man whose head is on fire seeks a pond. So don't become an entrepreneur unless you wanna bring that product to market like your head is on fire, right? Like you would seek a pond if your head was on fire. Hopefully you get where I'm going with that. That is, like it's gotta be burning inside you. It's gotta be something that you literally can't stop yourself from doing, that you wake up, that you're thinking about it all the time. Like literally, I couldn't stop myself from doing impact theory. 
you have no idea how true that statement is. I could not stop myself from doing impact theory. It is like the most true thing in my soul. Like it just had to be. It's what I think about. It's what I talk about. It's what I want to do. I would be doing it whether I was making money at it or not. Uh, in fact, I'm losing money hand over fist doing this. So if you want to know how true that is, like that's to me where an entrepreneur should start. It should be something that you really, really want to make happen. All right. Uh, so don't worry about whether you're going to succeed or fail. You're going to fail a whole lot before you succeed. Eh, just is what it is. doesn't really matter. Just get through those. The failures are the lessons. They're such powerful teachers. All right. YouTube, Max hashtag. Is that actually part of his username? Max hashtag? All right, I'm about it. Uh, what are your thoughts of the education system? I don't have a lot. Thankfully, I don't have kids, so I don't really have to think about it. Um, but I'll give you just a few off the cuff. I think problem solving is a lot more useful than rote memorization. I think that the ability to find facts is very easy in today's world. So unless we're teaching people how to research, unless we're teaching people the process of learning, if we're teaching them how to overcome obstacles, if we're giving them what we'll codename entrepreneurial mindset tactics, uh, general mindset, teaching the growth mindset, all of that, like that would be insanely useful. But the specific way that we teach writing, reading, arithmetic, um, it seems broken. I'm not the man to solve it. I don't have the interest in that to deal with fixing systems. Um, hopefully somebody will reinvent it entirely from the outside. I think that's really going to be the answer. I think there are certain things you still need a higher level degree for, being a doctor, for instance, but hey, ask yourself how AI is going to disrupt that before you commit that kind of time and energy to. But there are definitely certain things you're going to need a degree for. Everything else, just decide what you want to get good at and go get good at it. There is so much information online. I was just riffing on this with Michelle. I don't know if she's here, but I was freaking out about this last night. You can right now, I think it's called Lecturio. I'm almost certain that's true. Lecturio does medical grade, like medical school grade lectures for anybody that wants to take the course. They're dirt cheap. You can take courses at MIT right now. You can go to Khan Academy. I mean, so much of this stuff is free. It's insanity. So anything you want to learn, you can. You just have to have the discipline. If, however, you don't have discipline, you may want to put yourself to traditional school. I'm very glad I did because when I went to college originally, I did not have discipline. All right. YouTube, Mike Neald. Tom, have you ran any ultra marathons? No, and I have zero intention of doing so. YouTube, Christoph Jelinski. Hi, Tom. I'm a magician. What is up, dude? Uh, I'm all about magic. I, I'm absolutely obsessed. Uh, I've taken classes at the Magic Castle to just nod to how true that is. I know that you enjoy magic, and I'd like to hear why. Okay, so magic is all about the psychology. It's about being able to control people's attention. It's about wonderment. It's about awe. Like part of it is it's so fucking cool. Like how is not everybody into magic? I'll never understand. There are two types of people in the world. Type one, when you learn how the trick is done, you weep because all the magic is gone. Type two, when you learn how the magic is done and you realize that it is just an ungodly amount of time, energy, and practice that went into making it look effortless, you are more in awe than ever. Like I fall into that second camp. So when I realize how much time goes into practicing a simple sleight of hand, it, it, it's 
unimaginable. It is unimaginable, but it's so cool. So I love that. Hard work really excites me. So when I see that something that has such a profound impact on people's neurochemistry, where they would rather believe that you can actually bend the laws of physics than believe that you spent that much time working at it, it's just amazing. All right, YouTube, that damn scale. It is fascinating how much people can reveal uh, in a username. How do you know if you should keep two businesses separate or combine them? Oh, uh, if they're resonant and they feed into each other, then I think that bringing them together makes a whole lot of sense. But if they don't, my honest answer is you should probably get rid of one unless it doesn't take any of your time. So I'm haunted by a line from Ryan Holiday's book, Perennial Seller, where he talks about where people really get themselves into trouble is where they try to do multiple things at the same time that don't benefit each other. So beware, beware, beware of that mistake. All right, Facebook, Gemini Cruise. Tom, what would you recommend people do once they escape the matrix? Make all of your dreams come true. There's no longer anything holding you back. Is that it? Wow, we made it to the end. That is unbelievable. That's what happens when you do rapid fire, my friends. How much time do we have? Oh, really? Yeah. Jesus, talk about timing. Well, guys, thank you so, so much. I really, really appreciate you guys joining us. Building this community is my absolute obsession and doing it in a way that is value-add and helping people is truly my life's mission. So thank you guys so very much. We're gonna be launching a new show in about a month, so I'm very excited to have you guys on this journey with us. We'll be talking more about that as we get closer to it. If this added value, please do share this. And this is a weekly show, so if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. And enjoy your holiday weekend, by the way. Peace out. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. And if this content is delivering value to you, please go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, rate and review us. That helps us build this community. And that is what we are all about right now, building this community as big as we can to help as many people as we can deliver as much value as possible. And you guys, rating and reviewing really helps with that. All right, guys, thank you again so much. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Take care.